Hello and uh, welcome uh, to our the this episode of the Shades of Green podcast. Hi everybody, my name is Bryant Williams. I'm the uh, Robin to uh, Juanita Garcia's <laughs> Batman, and at some point in time, we're gonna have to actually go back and count these, so we'll keep track of <laughs> number them or something like that. So, but I um, hope everybody's uh, you know been listening and following and enjoying. Um, you know, please tell a friend about the uh, about the podcast. Share it on your um, social media, Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, all that good stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so we're actually in the um, beautiful, spacious 1871 offices right now uh, in the uh, space. Um, Juanita, you just recently moved in? Yeah, um, so um, BIM for Better, my um, my organization uh, just moved into 1871. I'm excited. Um, yeah. I'm excited about being able to tap into the resources here and, and the energy here to... Um, to, uh, you know, just get a sense of the tech community and how much uh, the construction industry can borrow from that to, to uh, and I can borrow from that too to, to, adopt, to get that tech adoption, especially in building information modeling um, and uh, in the construction industry. I think we could, we definitely use some of that energy and some of that um, understanding of tech. Cool. Um, how long have you been in the space so far? Has it just been a couple weeks? At this yeah, point, so or? at this point it's just as of uh, December 1st. Um, so, uh, or uh, just shy of it, the 28th oh, wow. of okay. November. Uh, so I've only, at this point, just been a couple weeks. Wow. Uh, you, you guys probably won't hear this until the new year. Yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about the even being able to use the podcast studio here, so yeah. So very soon you'll you know we'll be able to use the podcast studios, and you won't have to worry about all that you know free background noise that we used to be able to provide you guys. Like you know, at no charge, no additional charges. We were giving you the sounds of the rebuilding exchange historically, and uh, was the the uh, the sounds of my kids and Larry Jackson's kids for the uh, Chicago Eco House. Exactly. Oh, that was episode. great though. That was awesome. The, 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 it was great. All the girls there. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to um, to to tap into this energy here. But um, I guess we did we did want to take the time to talk a little bit um, about you know some current events and talking about um, especially thinking about environmental justice and and thinking about um, allies. Uh, you know, after the election and, and uh, the Dakota pipeline and yeah. and other environmental justice issues that have been in the news lately. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, you know, it was my idea to kind of jump on and talk about this because, like, you know, this is, there have been some things happening recently that's really kind of just, you know, um, you know, perturbed me just a little bit. So, like, I um, <clears throat> I was a panelist for uh, Leanne Nigo and um, Ansley McGrath. They are part, they had an event called um, Speaking Green where they were talking about the impact of um, this, the potential impacts that. Um, design could have on the environmental field and ha- that it has had historically, specifically looking at um, the design or the symbol for uh, the symbol for re- um, recycling and if there was a symbol for reuse and for the circular economy, how that could really make that a household ter- term, make those household terms and push it forward and yada yada. And so like that was the Friday, that event was the Friday after the election. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And so, surprisingly enough, I was the only person of color on the dais, like on the panel. And then there were um, three professors from Loyola, and um, an <clears throat> I'm not going to name names, but a uh, 
nonprofit professional um, for one of the you know for one of the big brains in the area. You know how much I love those, and um, you know so he's a manager managerial position or a director role of one of those organizations. So, you know, we were supposed to talk about design in the environmental field, and they kept bringing it up back to like, oh, what was me? You know, like America's in such a bad way right now because we um, elected president, you know, we elected Trump and now, you know, like, you know, just, you know, it's going to get so bad for all of us now, you know, the, uh, the environmental field is going to be impacted. The EPA is going to be gutted. And I didn't realize that we were still so racist and I didn't realize like there was so much (laughs) sexism and how could we hate each other so much? And, um, you know, so, don't get me wrong. I recognize that Trump is a horrible candidate. Absolutely repugnant. Mm. Take nothing away. I mean, like, he's as bad as it gets. But Hillary Clinton was pretty bad, too. Like, she was, I mean, like, and, and if we're talking about, and if part of their issues, part of their issues were the negative impact that he's going to have, that Trump is going to have on the environment, on the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, Hillary wasn't saying anything about the EPA. She wasn't talking about sustainability or, you know, that was, I, I don't remember her ever addressing environmental issues as, yeah, a, exactly. as, as a part of her platform. Um, fast forward a little bit, you know, so um, had a conversation with uh, um, someone involved with the Rebuilding Exchange, one of the board members after I, you know, after I left. And, you know, we... Uh, talked about some of the, you know, we met over coffee and talked about some of the reasons why I decided to leave. And, um, you know, aside from being, you know, like, not wanting to go crazy and <laughs> stay there long enough to go postal, I needed to get <laughs> home. <laughs> it's like go, going so postal, be like, the term would now be like, oh, he went rebuilding exchange. It's you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I needed to get out of there. So, um, I just, uh, you know, that person that I was talking to changed the, um, conversation to um you know allyship and you know um how white you know like how white allies these woke white peoples these you know these great liberal you know superheroes could come over and help people of color and you know she started talking about how the the climate justice community in the chicago area was organizing and wanted to come in and help the the um excuse me the white uh, climate justice and environmental justice community wanted to organize and come in and start, you know, helping the existing environmental justice communities and environmental justice network. Um, you know, so I just, but the, the, the way that they were framing the conversation, um, it was like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're developed, we started meeting and having these conversations and now we want you guys to come in. Like, no, no, you don't get to tell us when we get to come into our issue. Like, yeah. we grew up in these areas. Like, when we were asking you to come to the table, like, we were, hey, this, excuse me, I'm, you know, like, I don't want to make this, a, uh, like, I don't want the explicit uh, sticker label on this. Like, you know, there's a guy, there's a fire out here. Can you bring us some water? Nobody brought us water, you know? Like, nobody helped. So yeah. we organized and helped ourselves. Now, all of a sudden, you, you because you, you know, because you, because you, elected President Trump, you, uh, um, excuse me, President-elect Trump, because you elected him, now you, now you want to show solidarity? Where was the solidarity, you know, years ago? Where was the solidarity 20-plus years ago when 
Hazel Johnson was seeing people drop like flies. Where were the where was the help, you know, fifteen, ten, fifteen years ago when El Vejo was fighting against the power plants? You guys just jumped in at the last minute. Where was the where was the solidarity? <clears throat> I'm looking specifically at Open Lands and the Nature Conservancy. I'm dropping names. Yeah. <laughs> like when when they were having this huge battle against the um against the Lucas Museum, you know, fighting off the Lucas Museum and trying to protect our public lands, you know, where was the solidarity during those times? Like the open open lands finally came out in support of, you know, the friends of uh, friends of the park after they were successful. And like, yeah. oh hey, we had you guys back the whole time. No, you didn't. <laughs> we didn't know where you were. Like you were causing strife with us. But so at any rate, you know, so this person tells me, you know, while we we're talking over coffee, like, oh hey, you know, we want to come in and, you know, like, we're ready for you guys to come over so we can help you out. It's like, well, one, like, we're out in Augell Gardens or we're out on a um, 133rd in, in Baltimore out in Hagwish. That's the Southeast Environmental Task Force. Amazing organization. <laughs> Find them at setaskforce.org. Shameless plug of the episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> or they're located in Little La Valita, you know, the Little Village Environmental Justice Organization. You know, you, you find these groups, like, you know, where they are. You don't invite them to your table. You come to their table uh, and offer help as opposed to, you're like, hey, come on over here. We're ready. You know, like, and, and, but even more, the thing that set me off the most was they were talking about um, they want to organize with us and then figure out how they can get over to Standing Rock. And, you know, I, I you know, um, stand in solidarity with my brothers and sisters that are there and also considering that the Dakota Access Pipeline is planned to finish in um, the state of Illinois, that it's very important that we stop that pipeline. Yeah. One. But two, so at the, you know, they were talking about these these um, white liberal environmental justice meetings, these ally meetings, and my, my good friend Thomas Frank um, attended one. Thomas Frank is in, uh, he lives in, East Chicago, he's also a board member for the Southeast Environmental Task Force, and he is up, literally, up to his neck in lead contamination. Yeah. You know, the, the same thing that's going on in Flint is happening in East Chicago. So, for the folks, you know, these allies, now I'm using air quotes when I say that, that are talking about coming over and wanting to, you know, help us so that, uh, figure out how we can help the Dakota Access Pipeline but they're not even paying attention to the frontline communities right here in their neighborhoods. You know, again, I'm going to bite my tongue so I, so this doesn't become an um, explicit lyrics episode. But, I mean, like, this just, it's asinine. It's absolutely ridiculous. How can you, you know, like, you're completely ignoring what's going on yeah. here, the plight of these communities. And because you see Mark Ruffalo or Shailene Woodley on CNN or, Fox News talking, you know, like, no, Fox News isn't going to cover it. <laughs> Fox News is not covering it. <laughs> MSNBC showing um, these white celebrities going out there. But even that type of allyship, like, I don't care what Shailene Whitley has to say or Mark Ruffalo, these B and C actors. And, and, I, and, and yes, Mark Ruffalo is a C-grade actor, maybe even a D-grade actor. He's the worst Incredible Hulk ever. Before he became the Incredible Hulk, the Incredible Hulk received feature films. Now he's the Incredible Hulk. No feature films. <laughs> I blame you, Mark Ruffalo. So again, it's like I want to hear what the water protectors have to say. Yeah. I don't want to hear what 
Shailene Whitley has to see or Mark Ruffalo because they're not the ones being blasted with water cannons. They're not the ones being attacked by dogs. Yeah. You know, I want to hear what the actual people on the ground that are not doing it as a photo as a photo opportunity or because like, oh, you know, I feel so sad for these black and brown people. I'm going to go over and help them out for a second and make myself feel better. No, like, let's do this in a legitimate manner, man. It's like just... Yeah, I mean that that's just it. It's that, that getting on the bandwagon when it's when it's on social media and it's easy it's easy to 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 retweet something or to to post something <coughs> online, uh you know, on your Facebook feed and, and make yourself feel better that you're this, you know, social media activist. Yeah. But I mean it's easy to do that and may comfort you, but it's not doing anything. Right. It's not making a real impact mm-hmm. and I, I think that that's just it like with with um with with allies that I don't think they always get like yeah. awareness isn't enough yeah you know and just being aware of it and what you do with it is what ultimately matters and yeah I, I mean it's great to and you know to stand with the you know with communities in Standing Rock or or in Flint but mm-hmm. there are communities very mm-hmm. close to you that could use your allyship that don't have that notoriety that aren't all over yeah. social media that aren't you know um, getting all the news attention that that could really use your advocacy and right. especially as a as a as a constituent mm-hmm. um, in adjacent communities yeah. that that could really make more of a difference you know and and you you can for your own neighbors and the people in your economy and the people you know contributing to to um, to your communities I, you know and that that's just it that's always my criticism with with allies is that it's really easy to to say that I, I'll I'll be your voice and it's like wait yeah. a minute they already have a voice and exactly. they already have a message and exactly. they already have they already want to be heard and mm-hmm. they already they don't need you to regurgitate it right. they don't need you to 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 put your spin on it and make yourself feel better about yeah. repeating it yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not looking for. Um, there's a difference between um, an advocate and a uh, uh, spokesperson. You know? Right, right. Like you can advocate on our behalf. You can join the movement, but you can't necessarily. You should not try and place position yourself as the face of this movement. Mm-hmm. And that's why it felt like um, the person from the you know that I was meeting with over coffee. It felt yeah. like that's what they were trying. That's exactly what they were trying to do. Like, oh, you know. Um, and, I, and I told them flat out, I mean, like, how can you start having these environmental justice, climate justice meetings and the, you know, Sh- Cheryl Johnson not yeah. be immediately invited, you know, like she's only the daughter of the mother of this movement, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how she, how is she, how she's not invited right off the bat makes absolutely no sense. How Kim Wasserman was not invited right off the bat is it makes absolutely no sense and not even invited like why she was not hosting why she was not um uh emceeing these events you know like it just makes absolutely no sense i mean like you know you have 350.org 350 chicago organizing this again air quotes but um i mean you know the the folks that are most impacted Mm -hmm. in the chicago area by environmental justice issues were not being brought to the table they yeah. were until after the fact like oh hey you know hey, we you know come on over and tell us what your gripes are well it's, 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 you know it's the same gripes that we've had for the last 30 40 50 years yeah. you know um particular matter everywhere uh emissions everywhere 
leading to high asthma rates, um, garbage, you know, like landfills, you know, slag, contaminated soils, lead in our drinking water, lead in the, on the, in the paint in our schools, like all these issues, you know, um, everywhere. Like it's, you know, and, the, and the person that I was talking to about these things, they're aware of it. I mean, if you work yeah. and were involved with the rebuilding exchange, I would hope that you understand the plight of the of the Calumet region with you know some seventy five plus um, waste hazardous waste generators, landfills, superfund sites, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But for you to sit there and be surprised that you know, yeah. oh, here's a frontline community here. If you're so desperate to lend a hand, here's how you could stand in solidarity with Standing Rock. Help their brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that are locally that are local here. You know, like help some of the people here that are being impacted. You know, it's like what's the what's the uh, environmental phrase? Um, act locally, think globally. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like no, act locally, think globally. Don't you know? Don't think about what's trendy <laughs> and act on that. You know, yeah. that's what it really felt like. I mean, it's just you know, oh, there's so much attention to Standing Rock right now. Let's we need to really jump on that, and, and I get it. It's a horrible situation, and we all should, you know, should support in some way, shape, or form. But at the same time, like, you know, I'm trying to support here. Like, we, you know, yeah, channel that momentum yeah. and that energy locally too. Yeah. Like, that's not the only environmental justice crisis mm-hmm. in the country right now. Exactly, exactly. It's you know, but you don't have to drive all the way out to North Dakota. You could drive an hour. You know, an hour south and east out to uh, East Chicago, and you know, like help out, um, help Thomas Frank and his organization you know, and the or- community organizers there. You know, you can donate. Um, you can donate to some of the um, to some of the organizations that are in, uh, that are organizing in um, East Chicago to get clothing and you know water and help people f- raise funds because all- there's going to be so many people displaced from their homes. Yeah, exactly. You know? You know, you could you could start there. You could look at uh, Little Village, you know, and f- make a donation to the environmental justice organization there. You could, um, or you can, you know, when they have an environmental justice event in the area, you know, if, if they decide to come out and, you know, have another climate march this year, come out and march with them, you know. Yeah. Stand, there, there's true solidarity. Because these people that were talking about the solidarity, I didn't see any of them at the um, Midway Spread Free March and um, be in uh, Whiting. You know, I didn't see any of them, you know, marching on uh, the BP facility in Whiting, Indiana. Not a single one of them. Yeah. You know, and there's where you start. Start at home before you start talking about like, oh, hey, you know, like I want to go help out. Like, yeah, go 35 minutes south over to. <clears throat> 133rd in Baltimore. This <laughs> is <laughs> the Southeast Environmental Justice Organization. You know, um, go out to Argyle Gardens and lend a hand there. Go over into um, back of the yards and you know donate some time with growing uh, with growing power. You know, yeah. contact um, Emmanuel Pratt who in in the uh, the Perry Avenue Farm. You know, there's so many different ways that you could that if you truly want to get active in the front lines that you can. But I just, I've had enough of uh, the white, liberal, salty-ass tears. Like, you know, oh, you know, 
the sky is falling because Trump was elected president. Like, look, my life is no different today than it was before he was elected president because I'm a black man in America, right? (laughs) So it was pretty goddamn racist. It's like the the Dave Chappelle, um, the Dave Chappelle skit on Saturday Night Live. I I'm I'm dusabling that skit <laughs> because I literally literally lived that skit before uh, before it happened that weekend. I mean, like I um was talking to a friend of mine, um, you know I was I was working late because you know I'm just the hardest working man in the environmental field. Like <laughs> we can we can cut that out. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm also the most modest too. So, uh, but um, I was working late because you know this is what I do from time to time. I'm driving home. And I was had not seen any of the results of the election. I was talking to a friend of mine who went to a bar to watch the election. Right, and you know I'm asking them like, oh hey, what you know have there been any returns yet? Like what's going on? And they told me like, oh yeah, you know I think uh, I don't remember the states. I think it was like Kentucky and another small southern state had already returned, and they both went Trump. And their response was, but you know, they those don't matter. I said, what the? What do you mean? What do you mean? Every every one man, one vote. God damn it! I'd be like, yeah. every vote counts. Like, and that's that's saying a lot. I mean, yeah. like, if he's winning any states, like, you know, you were talking about this landslide for you know for Hillary Clinton. Like, no. You, you. <laughs> so we were just so nonchalant and overconfident, and you know, sure enough. Uh, Trump won, you know. Yeah, I think that there's definitely that urban center bubble that we're in that, you know, it's, you know, we um, we take for granted that, you know, we're, we see more of, you know, what reflects us on TV and in media than, than people in Kentucky or yeah. those Trump states ultimately felt, you know, even though a lot of, a lot of white women you know, ed- educated women voted for Trump. Yeah. Um, you know, overwhelmingly, and yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, even they lo- they looked more like Hillary Clinton than Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, you we know? could get into. Like, unfortunately, we gotta <laughs> cut the. This is a truncated short, um, episode, but like, you know, we could get into why I feel like um, you know, I, I just it was this was definitely the lesser of two evils more than any other election I can think of. I mean, like, obviously, I was a big, um, a big supporter of President Obama um, for his two uh, for his two terms. Um, prior to that, I was, you know, let me see, it was uh, Gore? It was, I mean, it, you know, I'm sorry, wait, so it was Bush twice, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who did Bush beat in the second, his second term? It was uh, when he beat, um, um, blanking on the older... Oh, McCain. K- oh, Kerry. No, it's oh, Kerry. That, that was Kerry the yeah. second time, and it was Kerry was right, lesser. That's right. Kerry was lesser of two evils. Um, did he beat the first time? Is Gore? I mean, I was a big supporter of Gore. Again, environmental guy. Of course, I'm going for Gore. Yeah. Plus, he invented the internet. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> you did see that Al met with uh, Al Gore met with the Trump. Really? Yeah. Is it this week to talk about in? in environmental the environment and climate change oh wow so i'm really excited to see where that goes yeah i'm really glad that you know i don't know how that went but i'm assuming that they reached out to him yeah and if you're gonna reach out to someone on climate change yeah who better you know like a nobel prize winner yeah yeah and i mean you know he knows a little bit about it you know he's probably done some research on the internet which (laughs) 
So yeah, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to think that you know, uh, the Trump team was persuaded in some way. We can only hope. <laughs> we can only hope because you know, like again, the white liberal tears, man. I can't deal with it because like my shit. I mean, my my stuff was already was already bad. Like I, you know, I I knew the I knew America was racist. You know, I knew it was sexist. I knew it was classist. I knew it was, you know, ageist. Why were you all surprised? And the reason you were surprised is because you were dealing with your privilege. You were living off your privilege. Yeah. And you weren't paying attention to what, who was being affected around you. You were happy in your bubble. Your bubble's been burst. Now it's time to seek true allyship. Yeah. You know, yeah. not just, oh, it was convenient for you. Nothing's convenient anymore. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, this is this is an opportunity to 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 really be an ally if, if you really are, and yeah. to recognize those problems around you, those those um, communities that could you really use your <laughs> your allyship. Yeah, yeah, and um, so wrapping up really quickly here. Um, <clears throat> so Dusabling. Yes. The uh, today's Dusabling episode. <laughs> I am Dusabling that skit from uh, Saturday Night Live, the Dave Chappelle skit. Um, where the you know, um, Google Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, uh, Saturday Night Live or SNL, and you'll you'll see what you'll you'll be um, more than happy that you did it. And, like it was, I mean, Chappelle was, and then and also check out his monologue on that episode yeah, of um, yeah. the Chappelle Show. I mean, of uh, Saturday Night Live as well. Probably, in my opinion, the greatest monologue I've ever seen on that show. So, um, but other than that, you know. Life goes on. Just you know, continue to work hard. Um, any more words of uh, Luke Cage? Always forward. Yes, I've been watching way too much Netflix. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, I think uh, we'll wrap it up. And also, uh, be sure to check the links um, that we'll have on the blog post. If um, you know, for more information, if you. Uh, if you want to pursue more information about the organizations yeah. we talked about. Yeah, supporting the Southeast Environmental Task Force, um, Little Village Environmental Justice Organization, uh, the People for Community Recovery, and then supporting uh, uh, supporting the communities in East Chicago, East Chicago, Indiana, that have been impacted by lead contamination. Yeah. So. All right. Well, well, thank you, guys, and uh, um, share this with friends. Um, and uh, thank you. All right. Talk soon.